welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is Life, life Pairings. <laughs> because life is hard. So pair it with alcohol. Let's all take a breath. Slowly release and pretend our body is floating as today's life pairing is meditation with paralyzers. <laughs> We're talking the Beatles, pondering, and the Russians. Oh, Russians. Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes it's just fun to bring them up and it just adds an element of, you know. I know. Everybody knows that we love the Russians. We have Everybody a lot to discuss about them. <laughs> love, a lot of love for the Russians. Yeah. Um, yeah. What does uh, what does meditation mean to you? So I think actually you got me onto meditation. I mean, I've been told to meditate my whole life, but I right. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you got me onto an app. I think it was. I'm so I use Headspace, yeah. and I like now probably meditate. You know, three or four times a week. Uh, yeah. It's pretty important to me. It's and it really has made a big difference. I think. Yeah, it's um it's it's certainly made a difference in my life. It just gives me a moment to reflect mm-hmm. and a moment to calm down and yeah. I'm a pretty anxious person. Um uh, I'm a comedian, so it's natural to my <laughs> to body to be anxious and depressed all the time. Yeah. So I think uh meditation just offers uh, it's almost like a little vacation for your head. It's like, okay, Everything's gonna be fine. You kind of stop ruminating on things. Mm-hmm. It's 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 an important little thing. And then um, you know, the older I get, the more I realize like I probably the times in my life where I felt the best were times where I had a moment to reflect, and was meditating probably without even trying to. Just uh, just like as a human being, following my breath and and yeah. slowing down, and and the, that's always what's calmed me down. So later on in life, it's it's made a huge difference in my day to day activity. And something I should probably do more. Like I, yeah. I usually I meditate about. I try every day, but I don't always. And it's it's really obvious the days that I have not because I'm really <laughs> flustered. Right. Like even on a day where you don't do anything, you're just yeah. like, well, I didn't do anything. Like, there's no reason for me to lay. And then you're yeah. like, no, but you're like actively choosing to tell your brain to shut shut its friggin' mouth. Yeah. Yeah, and especially I think on the days when I'm not productive, I then am like thinking about all the different things that I can be doing and all that. And so actually my brain is like having a freaking workout. Yeah. I'm not getting anything done. So yeah, I always find meditation is very good for like just taking a little break from my brain and like calming it down, especially like sometimes I get like a little o- overly excited or manic sometimes people <laughs> over, excited. uh so it's good to sort of for me to sort of go for 10 minutes or whatever to be like okay calm your shit down everyone relax <laughs> you know and it's nice i mean like the actual um the definition of meditation is just the practice of focused concentration bringing yourself back to the moment over and over again and it it actually to address you know that's all it is you're just yeah. you're just addressing yourself you're just you're literally making your brain stop yeah that's like that's it's it's the definition is just like it's literally just coming back to your breath over and over and over again and you realize like you're like oh like for me this is like really weird but like for sometimes I don't breathe 
Right. Yeah. Like I'll have not breathed in like 35, 40 seconds sometimes. And I'll well, go. And, like, and sometimes it's also the way that you do breathe because I think, especially if you have anxiety issues, um, it's the, the breathing in faster than you're breathing out. Right. And so in theory, I don't know if this is actually true, but I remember somebody telling me this. That's why you do that, like the weird counting stuff, which is sometimes in, in uh, meditation, but it's to kind of build, almost build up carbon dioxide in your brain because you're taking in so much oxygen and you're not like breathing no. properly. Yeah. You're just like not letting, and isn't that funny as like humans, that's like the most, <laughs> that should be the most instinctual quality to the human brain is to breathe. Yeah. And we just, like, we're so stressed out as a society that we just forget to breathe. That's insane to me. I know. We're broken. It's the same. Why also do, can we bite the inside of our mouths? Like, what? <laughs> this is severe malfunctions here. That is, that is like, every time you, like, bite my tongue, I'm just like, hello. Or I, like, choke on my own saliva. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. I always feel like I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die doing something like that. We're all like choke on my own saliva or I'm always worried that I'm going to be like picking my nose while driving and just mm-hmm. that's going to distract me and I'm going to kill somebody and myself. <laughs> it's going to be something so, uh, <laughs> so insignificant. Mending. Yeah. But yeah. meditation is good. I, I looked into it. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I did some looking uh, into it and uh, real good for you. Really? Uh, yeah, good, uh, good uh, for stress, good for anxiety, good for refocusing on your life. Like, just like it's, I mean, it has so many positive physical effects to your body. Like high, you know, people with like high stress usually have high heart rates, have like, you know, like all these like trickle down things that come from stress, which is just so bad for you. And right. uh, meditation seems to be something that helps with that. So it just has all these wonderful, wonderful qualities. And then it's it's also just like, you know, it has physical quality, positive qualities to it, mental positive qualities. Like just being mindful in your day to day has mm-hmm. so many. I mean, it's you're you're a better person. You're easier to be around. Like, you know, when yeah. somebody's flustered and can't get their shit together, you're like, oh, my God, don't put your shit on me. Yeah. If they're not like in the moment, they're kind of. Yeah. There are days that the they're just always yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, so it's it just has so many positive qualities. Like I mean, it, like physical, mental, social, uh, you know, and all of those things uh, go into different aspects of your life. Pos- more positive effects in your relationships. It's pos- You know, your working environment is a more wonderful place. Like I I know it sounds like you, you can really spider web it out and like connect right. it to a million things, but there's been a lot of studies um, that that truly truly prove the the uh benefits of meditation in in so many aspects of your life right that's interesting yeah so it's not uh it's not just for hippies (laughs) it's not just for (laughs) it's so it's so something like like the older generation i feel like is is like oh yeah you kids and your meditation Mm -hmm. you're like yay like i know it's something that they teach to children in school now yeah Give us a give us a little history on uh, meditation, Carla. All right. Well, speaking of hippies, I'm actually going to talk about the big hippies of the '60s. Okay. The Beatles. So yeah, so I'm going to talk about the Beatles and their uh, dabbles with meditation, <laughs> among many other things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, specifically, transcendental meditation. Oh, I love the I love this transcendental talk. Yeah. 
So Seinfeld was a big guy to in the transcendental meditation. Oh really? It does. It does sound like this is a big kind of you know not cult but a little bit you know for the celebrities for the for the elites. Yeah. So this all started back uh, in the around 68 1968 when george harrison's wife patty boyd was seeking out spiritualism and she found an ad in the newspaper for a transcend transcendental meditation class a um, form of meditation that focuses on a mantra for 20 minutes twice a day so there's all the different kinds of meditation if you do things like um i think the Calm app or the Headspace app, generally those are around noting or body scan or visualization. Right. And basically anybody can meditate, but for the transcendental meditation, you have to be trained by the Maharishi Foundation. So right. I don't want to like say that it's kind of like Bikram yoga, where you can only call it Bikram yoga if you've been in the thing. Because but it kind of is. But it's but it also just is, like. But also not as a, like there's a lot of bad things that happened in that thing. So. Right. This is kind of what they got into. So they attended this lecture by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And <laughs> he was putting on a, a bit of a lecture in London. And then they went to a conference in Wales for this. Okay. And they, after having this experience and having him sort of teach them they beetles no longer needed drugs so if you if you think that you know meditation is not not real the beetles had this they decided to voluntarily stop doing drugs in the 60s probably like probably good probably good yeah it's like so remember heroin that's nothing (laughs) compared to transcendental (laughs) meditation yes they were invited to the Maharishi's ashram in Rishikesh, I think it's pronounced, which is in northern India, uh, in February of 1968 to do a training course in this transcendental meditation. Um, def- therefore, they could then be instructors. Oh, so, okay. the Beatles were going to be instructors? Yeah. Okay. You know, because just they could walk just have in a and class. George Harrison's oh, like, take God. a seat, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> worst, worst ever Liverpool accent. Very nice. This whole sort of trip sounds like it's just the who's who of like Hollywood at the time. Mike Love of the Beach Boys. I know you're a big Beach Boys fan. Big Beach Boys fan. I'd like to clarify I reside on the Brian Wilson side of the okay. argument. But okay, move on. I, th- I did read though he was introduced to this as well. So uh, Brian Wilson. But Mike Love was on this trip. Mike Love was really big into it. He still is, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, Donovan, who I didn't really know, he sings Season of the Witch. He's like yeah. a Scottish singer. Uh, Mia Farrow was also there. Okay. She's the one that was married to, uh, what's his name? With the glasses. Oh, Woody, Woody Allen? Woody Allen? Woody Allen's, yeah. She would go on to later marry Woody Allen. Oh, that's right. He did marry his daughter. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. forget that. They don't talk about it a lot. But I'm just like, hey, remember when Woody Allen married his daughter? <laughs> we were just like, that's weird. But it's, you know, he's funny. So it's probably okay. Different yeah, times. Okay. Yeah. Where was the Me Too movement when Woody Allen was fucking marrying his children? Yep. George Harrison and John Lennon were the most into this meditation. I don't, I don't want to call it a seminar, but this course or whatever they were on. It'd be sessions of hours of long meditation. 
Um, so they would get up, they would have vegetarian breakfast in a communal dining area. They would then go back to their spaces where they were and meditate for the morning, come back, have another meal, then in the afternoon do the same thing. So, you know, there's talk of sort of like four to six hours of meditation, which that gets to be a confusing amount of time for me, but that right. I'm a I'm a 20 minute max, so I shouldn't really. Oh, be. yeah. I like, I'll do like a 10 minute body scanner. I'm like, all right, time to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, they, all the students wore native dress, and a tailor was actually on site to make the students' clothing. Okay. And the Beatles really embraced this Indian clothing, the big overshirts and the pajama pants. You see them in album covers and, right, you know, right, lots right. of, with all their long hair. George Harrison said that the meditation buzz is incredible. I get higher than I ever did with drugs. So there, therefore, you should know. Um, yeah. While they were doing all of this, 18 songs were written by them during this period. So a very prolific time. Obviously, okay. too, they had the, the influence of Mike Love and Donovan and all, a lot of other people there, too. So, um, But yeah, a lot of these ended up in on the White Album and Abbey Road. So... Right. Actually, um, uh, I believe it was Abbey Road that came out after the Beatles' Pet Sounds, which Brian Wilson was, like, experimenting with, like, an incredible amount of drugs. And he mm. was, like, he was writing the most prolific music that had never been heard. Just, like, the, the techniques he was using to record the music. Right. And, uh, like, Paul McCartney was quoted, like, if it wasn't for the Beach Boys releasing Pet Sounds... Yeah, uh, we probably would have never released Abbey Road because what they were writing, oh. they were just like, this isn't good enough. Right. Like right. what we're doing here isn't good enough. And um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's a little fun Beach Boy fact. I just, yeah, like, love to slip in a Beach Boy fact every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, I actually had a very like kind of meditative time where I was researching this and I was listening to the White Album and it was all very, I felt very zen. Uh, Ringo Starr left after 10 days of this. Paul McCartney left later in March. Um, Ringo Starr kind of, he is still very much involved in the um, transcendent, or I'm going to call it TM because. Not, Transcendental. Yes. Um, he's still very much in, involved in the TM movement. And, but I think at the time he had, I guess he had a lot of allergies, which I didn't really know about. And so his eating restrictions were just crazy and so I think that was kind of part of it um okay. Paul McCartney had to go back you know to work <laughs> Paul's <laughs> like hey you guys we got a band we can't just lay around here in our gym jams yeah and fucking bean bags all goddamn day Someone's he's like gotta go make the money he's like remember when we were just smoking drugs and making millions <laughs> now we're just laying around here there's a bit of a controversy controversy about what happens next. Ooh. So Lennon and Harrison left abruptly on April the 12th. So this would have been like maybe a month and a half in, I guess. Um, after allegations of the Maharashi's inappropriate behavior towards two of the students, one including uh, Mia Farrow. Oh. So it's, it's kind of unclear whether anything actually happened in Mia Farrow's autobiography later in life. She left the situation very ambiguous. Some people say that, you know, Lennon was just using it as an excuse to leave because he was there with his wife right. and he wanted to go back to Yoko Ono. 
Right. You can't. Here's. Let me clarify some things. Yoko, <laughs> not so kabatso. She had. <laughs> she was doing some wild things, and Lennon was trying to. Can you imagine just like having a band, and then somebody's like, "Hey, this is my girlfriend. She wants to scream in the back of the um, the recordings," <laughs> and everyone's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, she's their messages from God. She's gonna scream for a bit, and uh, I hope you guys are cool with that. And then everyone's like, "No, we, that sucks, dude." Yeah, yeah. And then also, here's another hot tip for all you uh, <laughs> uh, people who are on the verge of joining any sort of cultish activity. Mm-hmm. Um, they gonna fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, I don't know how else to convince people of that. Yeah. Like it might. It could start off in the most innocent of ways, but it is just countdown to blow the leader day. Yeah. That's what cults are. Yeah. And regardless of whether it's like it, meditation is good, but they obviously like design like a meditation cult. Yes. Every time. I love when they like do documentaries on like cults and stuff like that or any sort of thing like this where they're like, like, you know, Bikram yoga, transcendental Mm -hmm. meditation, where they're just like, so like, there was one guy who was in charge and you're like, <laughs> red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it always seems fine when it's like a communal group and then eventually one guy comes out of the, of that communal group and then everyone's sleeping with them. Yeah. Everyone's just growing vegetables, but that only lasts for a year. <laughs> you can only live on love and zucchini for so long. Yeah. And then one guy's just like, Hey, now that I have you all believing the exact same thing and we're all in maroon for some odd reason, <laughs> I bet it'd be pretty easy to make you all blow me independently yeah. and not yeah. tell each other about it. <laughs> oh, they didn't know. It was that we only found out now. This yeah. Was the 60s, 70s. Everything was great. They probably thought all the other cults were great. Yo, I just think anytime I up. see anybody in the same outfit, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah, that cuddle. goes for teenagers too. Teenagers totally. in the same outfit, not okay. You're in a different kind of cult. Yeah, or just you know, like when you like drive past, like I drove past like this like field of children, and they were all in bonnets, and I was just like, Ugh, <laughs> where the hell were you? In Chilliwack. Oh, okay. They are probably <laughs> part of the cult. Then. I was like driving past. I was like, that's too many kids in bonnets, man. Bonnets. Someone needs to call social so, services. You Maybe we're time traveling. It was not. I was like, That's a cult. You guys are making kids do weird stuff. Um. So, anyways, I mean, it it's, it is very unclear. There have been no other sexual allegations against him, and you know, he he grew this brand really, which is what it was. This transcendental meditation, and but there were some very obviously this was like a business for him. Yeah, obviously. He was negotiating with ABC for a TV special with the Beatles um, before they came to the ashram. And um, he didn't ask the band if they wanted to participate, obviously. (laughs) Um, And then, obviously, once the band was like, no, we're not interested in doing this, please stop using, like, our name for self-promotion. We want to be here for, you know, our own kind of spiritual reasons. Right. So I think that's probably a little bit more what was going on behind the scenes. And then this probably was just the, you know, the last straw. I mean, it was, a, it's, the stuff is always the same. Uh, the Maharishi believed that his brand of this peace of mind could only be achieved by intelligent men with rewarding activities and high incomes. 
because <laughs> the requirement of the students was to donate one week's salary to the spiritual regeneration movement. I'm telling you, there's a formula <laughs> out there for this. They're just like, are you sad? And you're like, I'm pretty sad. And they're like, oh, look at all these people who like love. And then you're like, oh, I do like love. <laughs> and then they're like, you seem to have a lot of money. And you're like, I mean, you're right. The money's not making me yeah. happy. And then he's like, you know what makes me happy? <laughs> money. <laughs> it's like, it's literally like, and it's so funny because it happens o- over and over. It's basically what every religion is mm-hmm. ever. And it's basically, you know, it's <laughs> and it's so funny to watch like super intelligent people just be like, but I want to go to heaven. <laughs> Here is all my money. Here's all my money. Uh, this had actually like a big impact on Western culture, really, because I mean, obviously, Beatles were the most shit at the time. Beatlemania, baby. Yeah, and so it really generated a larger attention for meditation, and specifically TM and and the study of Eastern spirituality. I mean, that's largely probably why we we're so familiar with it now even though back then it was very much more you know relegated to the hippie culture a little Um, underground yeah and i mean paul mccartney and uh, ringo Starr both spoken out very positively about the influence about the experience and they have apologized to the maharishi for you know what happened the other impact that this whole experience had on specifically the Beatles, and we were talking about Yoko Ono earlier, they kind of also think that this might have been the start of the breaking up of the Beatles um, because of this uh, experience in meditation and also some earlier LSD usage, they started <laughs> to each become much more self-focused. Obviously, Lennon also became much more self-focused and a little focused on a, a little Yoko so that's kind of one of the things that they think is this sort of impact from this experience so kind of a positive thing kind of a negative thing um but going back to your Beach Boys yes so right after all this happened in May 1968 the Beach Boys actually did a tour with Maharashi okay they would do like some songs kind of inspired by meditation and then he would do a lecture at the end of it but it was canceled after three days because there was very low ticket sales and the fans were very hostile in that, towards this, these no lectures doubt. after. I mean, I don't really associate Beach Boys with meditation. Yeah, I mean, they, they certainly were in that hippie movement. I mean, they were. Mike Love was always really, really involved with it and spoke out like way too much about it. Brian right. Wilson was always high as a friggin' kite, <laughs> <laughs> writing like prolific songs. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, they were they were really t- they were tied to like the, the hippie culture later in their career because early in their career, what happened with the Beach Boys was they came out and their the the Wilson's father really pushed them to be these like surfer dudes and really California surf beach dudes and they're, right. they're the Beach Boys, which is what I still associate with the Beach Boys. With. No, none of them even surf. Like they didn't. <laughs> they what? Yeah, dude. They were not. Oh my god! They Back were to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like that was something that the dad like made them do like one of the brothers like surfed occasionally and mike love right. is, is brian wilson's cousin so it was all very oh, like okay. um yeah it was always all like really manufactured by the father but the thing is, is they were just all really very talented so 
he was like their manager and he really pushed this and pushed this and pushed this. And then as they aged, uh, Brian Wilson was like, yeah, like we can't, we're like 35 years old. We can't just be singing about being 16 in a convertible. They couldn't sing that anymore. They were like, this is insane. You know, uh, they came out with good vibrations and a lot of cool different, um, they just started like really, uh, mm-hmm. they, they were, they were later in their career associated with the hippie movement and all that stuff. And much uh, less and less with the uh, surfing and the and the clean cut pinstripe barbershop quartet. Right. That's what they were kind yeah. of being pitched as, right? Culture, but yeah, the Beach Boys definitely uh, not as surfy as you once thought. No, but apparently More... fans not super big on being lectured at the end of a concert. Yeah, and it would just be like, I mean, their their fan base would have been not that no and that was really only mike love who was into that tm so Mm. it wasn't even a reflection of all the band i think by that time dennis had died and oh my god right yeah so yeah so yeah that's the uh, connection between meditation and the beatles slash beach boys oh boy you know what, Carla? It feels mm. really yummy in my tummy when you bring the Beach Boys into these conversations. <laughs> I like. I was it very much. excited when it, I was like, Mike Love. I was like, Oh, Brittany will be so excited. I was so excited. I was like, I have the facts for you. <laughs> I have things that I know about this. Let's zip into the future here, All right. Carla. And I read a story that contradicts all of this. Uh oh. Mindfulness and other types of meditation can sometimes leave people worse off. Oh no. Yeah. About one in every 12 people who try meditation experience an unwanted negative effect, usually a worsening um, aggression or anxiety or even the onset of these conditions for the first time. According to the systematic review of evidence, for most people it works fine, but it has undoubtedly been overhyped and it's not... uh, universally benevolent so right yeah so it's basically just like one in every 12 people who who maybe have you know uh sight they experience maybe they're bipolar maybe they are schizophrenic mm-hmm. maybe they're being like super reflective and right. overly mindful is not a positive thing for them yeah because so like, i've always been actually weirdly i've always been told don't meditate when you're depressed yeah, because it really, like, puts you into this state of, like, you're like, I was right. Yeah, like, you don't need to be lower. You don't need your breath to be lower. No. You need it, the opposite. So, it's very good for anxiety. Very yeah, it, for... It, it's very much, you're right, it's it's for calming yourself, it's for finding the moment. It's And when you're depressed, you're like, I found the moment. And it's <laughs> in this closet. Yeah. And I would like to get out of it, but I am not getting out of bed. (laughs) I actually do a a weird thing with my meditation I didn't mention before. I Because I have to multitask, obviously. I can't just be doing meditation, so I don't do it correctly, obviously. But I like to put on a face mask and sit in front of a heater or a fan and pretend that I'm in either Mexico or in a pool if it's hot. So... I like that. Like an, like an eye mask? No, like a full face mask. Like what what kind of a face mask? Well, like, you know, just a normal Sephora. Not the like not the sheet oh, masks. Like a, I like... don't like those, but those kind of things, yeah. Oh, like a mask. Like a yeah. like a hydrating oh, mask. Oh yeah, no, I'm not wearing <laughs> I'm 
I'm picturing I'm you like in a... like a clown mask. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, too. Carla, maybe <laughs> this isn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> Experimenting with something else beyond me. Um... Dude, there is something about the heat as well, especially, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this is for everybody, but certainly in Canada, it's, it gets very cold for a lot of the year. So, like, being near heat is mm-hmm. something that calms me and I can find my breath quite easily. Although right now, I think we're both experiencing overwhelming Calgary and Vancouver, like 33 degree weather. I'm sitting here just, I'm completely soaked. I know. I've gotten in the cold (laughs) tub like three times today. I'm having like hot flashes. It's it's been a lot. It does make me happier than cold, but right now I'm also like dying. (laughs) But you know what cools you down? What? Cocktails, Carla. That's why we... That's why we're not just a podcast about meditating because yeah. we'd get we'd get too hot and too bored. We'd want to yeah. drink halfway through. So we came up with a fun one. Um, this is I I the correlation I I drew on this one was purely a namesake. I just was like <laughs> we chose the paralyzer because mm-hmm. I felt like that sort of correlated with the meditation theme of this week's podcast. Yeah, your body is supposed to be not moving while you're meditating. <laughs> yeah. And, paralyzing? Yeah, the paralyzer. And Guys, this is hard sometimes, okay? It is hard sometimes because you're just like, I don't know what drink goes good with this. Paralyze me. Uh, the paralyzer. Do you know what goes in a paralyzer, Carla? Tell me. Okay. Uh, it's going to sound gross, but it's actually pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Vodka. One shot of vodka. There's those Russians. <laughs> One shot. Of Kahlua. Which, very nice. Don't usually drink it. Good. Coffee-flavored liqueur. Kahlua is very nice in Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff, especially in a paralyzer. And uh, so cola and Mm Coca-Cola, vodka, Kahlua, and then I went full fatty-bodied cream. I went 18%. Oh, you did. Nice. Yeah, that's the best way to make it. It's like, it is a little much. But mm. it's uh, it's so it tastes so good. It's so it's like a little boozy milkshake. Yeah, I have just skim milk in mine because that's all I have. But uh, it's, it's delicious. Um, yeah, it's it's very good. And then you can put uh, you typically garnished with a cherry. So here's the thing about the paralyzer. I uh spent like a a couple hours mm. looking for history on the paralyzer. Yes, you did not find it. And they're really there isn't kind of a take on the white Russian. Yes. It's kind of a take on the Colorado bulldog. It's... I also saw Saskatchewan. Yes. I, I found the Saskatchewan paralyzer. paralyzer. And then I, it's the same. It's the, obviously the same recipe, but right. there was no, like there was no history for it. It never, it didn't say why it was the Saskatchewan one. A lot of websites call this ver- specific version of the paralyzer. They call it the Canadian paralyzer because I think oh. um, uh, the Colorado Bulldog has a couple of different ingredients, and White Russian is just uh, there's no Coke in the White Russian, right? And then the in the Black Russian, there's no cream. So this is so yeah. So this is this is this is its own drink. It's it's obviously like been influenced by different drinks. It's its own thing, but it doesn't have an origin. Like, there's no, like, Saskatchewan would be my only guess because (laughs) I found that several times in different literature saying that this is called the Saskatchewan Paralyzer. You know Saskatchewan, the cocktail-making 
epicenter of, of the, the world. world. <laughs> Actually, didn't we? No, that was Manitoba that made made Whiskey. cry. Yeah, yeah that uh, yeah, that was. Uh, so there uh, you go, good Saskatchewan. You got in there on the old uh, drinking. Yeah, and unless we do Pilsner or something, I mean, that's <laughs> you might be your only entrance, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this was. Uh, yeah, I like I said, I looked all over, and and it's really its only ties are are to the the White Russian, the Colorado Bulldog. Other than that, probably just a collection of different folks that probably all made it, and it just sort of came to be. Right. Right. Um, we drink it down at the uh, uh, down at our lake down in Montana. We go down there, nice. and they make it with heavy cream. And right. even though it's milk and co- like you just wouldn't think it'd be a good beach drink, mm-hmm. you get off yeah. the boat after a long day of boating, <laughs> and then we come in and you climb this big hill. And there's a bar at the top of the hill. It looks like a shining. Uh, <laughs> it almost looks like a what do you call that when you some a mirage? Oh yeah, looks like a mirage. <laughs> You're like, is that a bar? And you go there, and you know what they they give you? You order deep fried pickles oh. and a paralyzer, and they nice. make they don't uh, they don't pour they free pour in the states in a lot right. of in a lot of yeah. states. So you just get a real boozy paralyzer, and uh, that'll get you fired up for the fire. Yeah, yeah, night. it's a yeah. good little kick. The little with the coke gives a little it's fizz nice. as well, which is nice. Yeah, the fizz no, is I'm what just... makes it, I think, bearable. Mm-hmm. Because it, it is like, I mean, I'm not a big milk person. I like milk in my coffee or, you know, I'm, I'm not a big, huge cream milk person. Right. Me neither. Uh, just to sit and drink a glass. I would never drink like a glass of milk. But this is really refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom's uh, a big milk drinker. So I'm going to see. I'm going to see if she wants to drink a paralyzer. <laughs> I'm like, mom, it's the same. You're like, look, it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. Two thumbs up for me on the paralyzer. Oh yeah, I it's think better than our straight friggin' scotch last oh, week or whatever the hell we were drinking hard. bourbon. <laughs> oh buoy. Yeah, do a little meditation and then break this sucker out after. After don't drink after. while meditate. Do a little meditation. Really get in the moment. Yeah, and you can and experience then... all the flavors. Because that's the other thing with you know mindfulness meditation is this whole mindful eating thing. And, uh, yeah, I think if you definitely just threw this back, you'd be like, that's a little weird. I think if you experience, you know, the different, like, coffee and the milk and the... Yeah, it's the... like coffee and milk and cream, and it's very tasty. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really taste the vodka. You can't taste the vodka. Vodka is just for effect, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's what makes it paralyzing, I believe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I have a couple of facts on let meditation. Me, let me hear them. So meditation is the second most popular mind and body practice. Okay. So this comes behind yoga, but before chiropractor, which chiropractor is a mind and body experience. That, that I mean, I was wondering if like massage would be in there. I guess maybe too, if that's like what they're kind of considering. I well, yeah. Considered a mind practice. I love chiropractics, by the way. I do too, but oh god, I love to get cracked. But I, I don't know it mind and body. Yeah, I don't exactly go in there and. I'm not like who con- contemplate, contemplate. This will zen me. I'm always just like, oh, I hope my back doesn't hurt when I leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They think that uh, the word meditation came from the Latin word meditatum, which is to ponder. Interesting. So. To. 
it is pondering, I suppose. I suppose, yeah. What you pondering? Oh, just my breath. <laughs> <laughs> my body scan. My <laughs> pondering my body scan. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Are those your meditation facts? Those are. Um, and I don't have any paralyzer facts because I also could not figure out what's going on. <laughs> You guys, here's a paralyzer fact. Make one. They're delicious. Yeah. That's yeah. all we know about them. Exactly. We know what goes in them. Uh, oh, I should tell you. <laughs> uh, you should. Here's how you should make it. You should go ice. Yes. Vodka. Kahlua. Then milk. Then Coke. Otherwise, it'll curdle. Mm. Yeah. I should have mentioned that off the top, but... <laughs> There's, there's a fun paralyzer fact. Don't curdle your milk. You'll puke. I think I did um, half and half. Do you think I'll die? You did half and half? Like I did. I wasn't sure how much milk to put in. So I did an ounce and then I did Coke and then I did more milk. Oh, you're fine. It's just if you put the Coke in all first and then pour the milk on top, it'll just curdle it. Okay. Well, I'm not dead yet. So we're... Hey, you're li- You're <laughs> living. You're fine. Ooh. I don't think a, a curdled milk can never kill you. It just make you gag. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And you know what doesn't make you gag? Listening to this what? podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we do this every Thursday, so we hope you keep coming back, uh, listening, subscribe, like, hit the bell, whatever it is that you got to do. We need it. We want it. We like it when you comment and tell us that you love us. Um, it's the only reason we do this. And uh, we are available on Instagram. We have uh, at Life Pairings Instagram. You can follow us there. Uh, also, we have a new website, um, and our website has everything you're going to need on it, everything you need to know, www.lifepairingspodcast.com, and that links to our, you guessed it, Patreon. Um, if you'd like to become a member and donate to the podcast, we'd absolutely love that. Um, there's extra content there. There's bonus episodes. Bonus episodes. Um, the top level, well, you can have a Q&A with us. Uh, we'll give you our home addresses. You can just come and sleep <laughs> in our beds with us. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're we're really excited about the the big launch of the Patreon and the website. So uh, do us a favor and check it out and um, leave us a comment and tell us what you think. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you if you do like it, we'll uh, catch you back here again next Thursday. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Uh,